linked it down Miffed to Dutch. Miffed and peeved. Yeah. Um, Miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a weird. It's a real. 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 This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Right. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Good morning and welcome to episode 555 of Down to Dunk. You can find us on CLNS Media, dailythunder.com, dash radio at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. I am Luke! Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. Taylor. The faster we're falling, we're stopping and stalling, we're running in circles again. Just as things were looking up, he said it wasn't good enough. Best it. Slam throw. And Jay. This is Jay. Hey, so what is that song? <laughs> That's In Too Deep by Sum 41. Sum 41 song. Because I'm in too deep and I'm trying. I you- got nothing. You never heard that song? No, wow. man, they were great. Oh, man, all killer, no filler. Man, one album, of them was married to Avril Lavigne. He was, was the skater boy. True. That made her say, see you later, boy. True. What's up, y'all? They basically perfected uh, American punk rock. They did. <laughs> <laughs> they really wow. did. Uh, I would uh, say those Blink-182. Yeah. I Actually, would say, I'd say those Green Day. I saw a tweet the other day. Maybe you saw this tweet that said, Green Day invented punk rock, but <laughs> Blink-182 perfected it. <laughs> Hey, that's kind of true. Hey it guys, not. There happened to be. We can talk about this later. Because no, okay, press, there's any more other thoughts about American punk? Pressing issues. We can end with punk rock. <laughs> Just punk rock. Uh, the Thunder traded Carmelo Anthony. For well, me? Yay! Painter said, come off the bench. For well, me? <laughs> you know, one of the reasons that they. <laughs> by Luke. Luke's gone for until the anthem ad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know. It was so. Here's here's what's happening. Give me the parameter of the trades, and then we can. So talk. let me give you. Can I just talk about my experience? No, not yet. Yes. Jay, tell the tell the okay. trade. Tell the All trade right. first, and then you can talk about your own experience. So Woj at three forty one yesterday here, Central Standard Time. Oklahoma City has agreed to trade Carmelo Anthony and protect a two thousand twenty two first round pick. So that's a top. It's basically lottery protected. So if the Thunder fall in the lottery, yeah. uh, if they don't make they, the playoffs, they keep it. They keep it. Yeah. And if not, it turns into. If it doesn't get move the first year it becomes two seconds yeah. whatever it doesn't matter that really but they traded for a Schroeder and mike muscala then they traded mike muscala to the 76ers for timote luawu cabarro good job hey you did it um and so there's there's kind of some peripheral pieces justin anderson went to atlanta mike muscala to philly like i said and uh anyway all that to say that the thunder Traded Carmelo Anthony well, in 2022 first round pick for um, Dennis Schroeder and then Timote Luawu Cabarro. TLC. Timote. Tim- Timote. Uh, I think it's Timothy Luqualu Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be it's... calling him Loose Carrots. He... Loose Carrots. What do you guys think? What would you guys, how would you grade this trade on a, on a, uh, on a scale. You have to put things. it, you definitely have to put it, if we're grading this, 
we're grading it within the context of the players that are being traded, correct? Not like on all trades that have happened. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, just this particular trade. I'd say it's an A, baby. So I think it's good for both teams. It's, a, it's really good for Atlanta because they did yeah. not want Dennis Schroeder on their team this year. And so the context of Schroeder changes completely because yeah. there he was kind of seen as the guy. And you don't want this guy as your guy because he doesn't have the personality to handle that well, I don't think. But coming over to the Thunder, there's a clear pecking order between Russell, Paul, Stephen, everybody else. And I think that it'll be pretty easy for him to fall in line. One, because he like worships at the altar of Russell Westbrook. That's his favorite player. And... One thing that people, I don't know if everybody knows this, everybody should know this, that the team has already met with Schroeder. They met with him before the trade. Uh, Billy and Sam met with him and basically said, hey, this would be your role. Would you be okay with that? You'll be the sixth man. You'll be able to close in some lineups, but not in every lineup. And we'll use you where we see fit. And he said, okay. The dude wants to win. He's an insane competitor. So I think that it's a great trade for both teams and i i didn't like that they included a first round pick at first but when i saw that they were getting tlc in the trade uh i was very much okay with it just because i don't think that mike muscala would have been a good fit here with the current roster i don't know where he plays it would have been hard to find minutes and spots he's redundant him. yeah i he's, thought if they would if they're better at keep... center than he is at power forward mm-hmm. i thought if they're going to keep him they were going to move more than likely move patrick patterson yeah and i and i don't love muscala as i don't he, he can't move his feet quite as good as a patrick patterson so yeah. I, I don't love him as a four i love him more as like a small ball center and so i think he's fine but i don't think he fits on the roster but then when that part of the trade went through. I was like, okay, I'm kind of all in now because you basically get a, several bites at the apple to get a good wing mm-hmm. with Ferguson, right. with TLC, Abrinas. TLC, Abrinas, Diallo, Burton. If one of those guys works out, you got five guys there. Does one of them work out? And I don't know. Maybe none <laughs> no. of them. Maybe none of them do. I mean, that's a, that could, that's definitely yeah. possible. I mean, there's some downsides to this trade that TLC will never learn to shoot. Shooter becomes unhappy with his role. I mean, there's certainly some downside to this. But to get talent back for Carmelo is huge. And also, I'd rather have Schroeder be unhappy in his role than Carmelo be unhappy in his role. Carmelo being unhappy is a way bigger deal in the locker room than Schroeder. You know, who's really going to care about Schroeder being unhappy? Yeah, professionally, get in line. They'll just move him. Yeah, exactly. And they can move them. I mean, they'll find somebody that could take them. I mean, they have to make it throws. Mm-hmm. But so the thing is, is and, and some people may be complicated by like how this happens and why Atlanta would make them move. So Schroeder's got a three-year, $15 million deal. So that's a total of $45 million that they wanted off their books as well. And so they'll eat yeah. the 27 for Mello to save 45 down the road, yeah. right? And, and they so drafted Trey Young, they, and that's why. And then they got Jeremy Lin, yeah. who they yeah. felt like would be a better kind of – he can play with Trey a little bit, but he also can be kind of a mentor. And he'd be fine being the backup. Yes. Yeah. And Schroeder's so, yeah, not. Yes, exactly. To Trey so Young. There's not. a lot of reasons that both of these teams would make the trade. I think the Thunders set the really the expectation for themselves that they don't they don't like to give away 
like they don't want to eat money that they can turn into assets. Like that's no. just not what they do. And so, <laughs> yeah, right. Can, and you can think when of I said it, that I was like, well, that's weird. Um, you can think money. of it as either you wave and stretch Carmelo Anthony, or you can see it as they're paying instead of doing that, they're paying like five million bucks to have Dennis Schroeder on their roster instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Bobby Marks is the one that pointed that yeah. out yesterday, and and that makes a ton of uh, sense, obviously, for the Thunder. But assets are what's important. Like, they're yeah. salary cap strapped. Like, they weren't going to all of a sudden be able to... They couldn't go on the market and get a $15 million point guard. Even if Schroeder's overpaid, you couldn't even go on the market and get a $10, $10 million. Because yeah. at least for this year, and more than likely next year, they'll be tied to the taxpayer mid-level, which yeah. is not enough to get a quality of guy that Schroeder could be. No. And they're not and they're not going to use it this year. Yeah, I think people. Look like I think somebody asked us that. They're not... There's nobody worth it out nope. there. Nope. I mean, who's left? Jamal Crawford, but you don't want to spend. I, I mean, I just that minimum. I know he's thirty-eight. There's, you're not going to use that on him. He wasn't that good last year, anyway. No, he wasn't good for Minnesota. And now that you have Schroeder, you don't need another ball handler off the bench. I think the roster. I think the only question at this point is who do they fill in? Because I looked at it. I'll, I'll pull it out here in just a second. But I think they have. Now I don't know. You have to clarify this. So the singular is he guaranteed a roster spot? Or can they just yeah. make him inactive, or do they need to? What? No, he he's he's on the active roster, so he. I mean, he can be inactive for a game, but he's on the fifteen man roster. So they only they have like him. one or two. They have roster. one. One. They have one left after the trade, and so I just think. But they're is Dakari taking one of those too? Yeah, Dakari. So mm-hmm. they need to move. They need to get rid. Like if they need to get Dakari and Singler, they're not. They. They're going to try to trade Singler this season. It's I would say ninety five percent he's not finishing the year with the Thunder. Oh, why he's been so good? Yeah, we love him. <laughs> would you just trade him into space? Yeah, like you don't. You're not <laughs> put him on a rocket, send him to space, get him out of here. <laughs> I love every time I read that or someone says that, I, I always think of that. First. I need to find who who tweeted us that because I want to give them credit because it's really funny. Singler yeah, is uh, not. But I'm saying they don't really they're not concerned about getting an asset back for him. A trade exception or a No, and they may they may stre- they may stretch his contract cuz it'll be like a million dollars over the next like 3 years and But it, you, they could just waive him. Yeah, but you'd want to probably stretch his contract. Just make it two and a half this year. You'd save two and a half I think year. the number I saw was fourteen million dollars yeah. they'd save this year if they wave if they stretch his contract. For me, Holy I just moly. want the roster spot. I want his and Dakari's roster spot. Get both of them out of the way. <laughs> I think they're not going to do anything with Dakari. I want them to do something with him, too. I I thought if they were going to, maybe they'd attach him to Carmelo and say, hey, Atlanta, would you like to try a Dakari? Yeah, I just for me, it's like I'd rather have Diallo, obviously, on that spot. I think that's who's getting okay. the spot. I mean, Burton's a two-way guy. They've already got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's not technically a roster spot, correct? No. But, but he they can, can play. activate him and he can play. I can't remember what the number is. They still like have one more two way, sixty something games. Yeah. Okay, yep. so they could give Hervey or Hall or Dozier the two way. Yeah. Daniel or Dan- give it to Daniel Hamilton. They will again. not give the day. They don't need three point. I liked PJ Dozier. Dozier's technically a four point guards. Oh yeah. Ray Ray Russ Schroeder. Schroeder. They don't need four. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say I I like Dozier better than Hamilton for sure. Oh, I mean it's a no brainer. Yeah. He was just a. He looked a lot better in summer league too. He's, he's a steadier gets, hand. Yeah. Yes. So we, we've I've I've taken us to a path that we didn't need to go yet. But 
I, I mean, love the trade. I think it's a win-win for both for all three teams involved. Um, I don't understand quite understand it from Philadelphia Philly, yeah, standpoint. I don't, I don't really pay attention. You're trading two wings to get a, a shooting big. Yeah, I guess they, they must not feel like Anderson or Timothy. 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 They must not feel like they are part of the future plans in Philly. It's hard to feel normal saying his name out loud. Timothy. Timothy. Luwawu. Luwawu. Luwawu Cabarou. Ooh, that's good. Mm, so so I, how I do they? So let's talk about their fit with this yeah. team. So there's we've got thirty five thousand Twitter questions. Let's let's do it. That yeah, right now. They're all, questions. they're all basically the same, but they're slight difference. So first comes from at kind of Scottish wants to know who is a great Twitter handle Dennis Schroeder. Well, talk about him. He's a he's a, a German boy. He's a point guard. He's a skater boy. He's 6'1", 175. He was in the 2013 NBA draft, which should come as no surprise to any Thunder fan because this is now the seventh player from the 2013 draft that has been on the Oklahoma City Thunder, and I think they currently have five guys <clears throat> from that draft, which is really crazy to think about that he just continues to get these guys from that draft. It's an important, it's that was very an important year for but, him. But Schroeder was the guy... Like, he really, and maybe I'm just misremembering this, which is very possible. Um, so that Atlanta team that was uh, really good, 60-plus wins, Jeff Teague, Al Horford, Paul Millsap. Yeah, they won the 60 games. Kyle Korver, DeMar Carroll. Like, that team was really good, and Schroeder yeah. was a really important part of their bench. He played 20 minutes off the bench yeah. for them. And he was, and good. was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that's, like, where Schroeder kind of first figured out what – his role was that's when everybody kind of figured out who he was and then yeah. sarah uh, at piece of work 23 she asks uh for the clueless like me what's the story on Schroeder? i keep seeing references to bad attitude but i have no idea to the backstory or of the backstory there so that's when kind of that started because he didn't want to back up jeff teague he looked at jeff teague and said i'm better than this yeah team. well and he and that's what jeff teague did to the point guard prior to jeff teague being the starting point guard is like he just outplayed the the starting point Who guard was or the made prior backup. I was trying to think of it. Was it um, was it Bibby? Maybe. I mean, that Mike was my Bibby, first thought too. Mike Bibby was there. Ugh, gross. I'm talking about like Joe Johnson, Josh Smith, Atlanta Hawks. That's oh, I know. when Jeff Teague was like, yeah, I know. It's that's gross. But anyway, he did to Jeff Teague. Basically, made Jeff Teague tradable or yeah. what, like Atlanta didn't need him anymore because Dennis Schroeder played that well. Yeah. He was good, and I don't think that he meshed well with uh, Coach Bud there, and no. I think that that's a part of it. I also think that he's got this charge hanging over his head right now that that's a part of it too, and he probably wasn't the greatest guy to be around in Atlanta, and pro- and there's everybody says that they didn't really like him in the locker room. But you've you've heard similar things. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. What's in your throat, man? You heard the same uh, things about Canner before he came here. Nobody in Utah liked him. Dion Waiters. Dion. How she the beat. Yeah, so and so so just to talk a little bit, so I read up a little bit on the old TMC article. <laughs> TMZ, excuse me. And so the the potential legal stuff that's hanging out there. So Schroeder, number one, is Presty, without a doubt, did research on this. Um, but Schroeder was in a hookah bar, outside of a hookah bar, which is a funny place, in, in Atlanta. 
Yeah. Uh, got in a verbal altercation. Him and his crew got in a verbal altercation with the, another crew. Uh, Schroeder instigated the fight by shoving one guy. Once he fell down, all of Schroeder's crew jumped him, basically. Skater boys. They said they attacked Damn. him with their feet and hands. That's what the report said, which is <laughs> With them with their feet and hands. So it the guy was like, like slaps and uh, kicks. Schroeder uh, d- was a, a skater boy back in the day. Just throwing that out there. A German skater boy, man. Yeah. So the guy had a torn meniscus and a torn ACL and had to have surgery. And so it was initial. And That's brutal. Luke, maybe you could speak to this, man. That's brutal. Skating? You can. Uh, initially, <laughs> they were. What? Skating? <laughs> initially, they were arrested on misdemeanor assault charges. and But a, nine months later, they moved it to a different court or something like that. And they're pushing potentially for felony. Now, uh, nothing's been filed. That's not good. So, but they're trying to get money from Dennis. <laughs> yes, and so he'll settle out of court. So Draymond Green, you remember that Draymond Green in yeah. Detroit punched a dude in the face. Yeah, I was very hopeful he would be in prison forever. Yeah, yeah. so I was like, I think I'm pretty sure they give life sentences for that. Uh. Most of the time, athletes, if they're in any altercation that is not result in a murder, it's settled out of court. They give some money and then they move on with their lives. That's usually how it happens. So that's more than likely what's going to go on here. And, um, yeah. But it goes back to that whole backstory of who Schroeder is. Um, he's, I, a, he's a risk on a on a few different levels. He didn't shoot the ball well last year. And if you listen to or talk to people that cover the Atlanta Hawks, they say, you know what, that, that 29% is not really representative of the kind of shooter that he is. He's more 32, 33, and he's been a decent guy off the ball as a shooter. So... There's a risk there with his shooting. Does he is he better in Oklahoma City? I don't know. A lot of guys usually aren't better in Oklahoma City as shooters. Um, but he's a shooter. He's a shooter. His <laughs> attitude is certainly a concern. I don't think that you can just say that's going to completely go away. It's possible that he comes here and he's a big old butthead. I don't know. I mean, that's possible. And so I'm not. I don't. I think that he's going to be able to fall in line. I think that you look at him and Noel, and you think, yeah, like both those guys have had high problems, risk. high risk, but but I just super high reward. Yeah, they're super high reward. These guys are crazy athletic, and now that this team has on paper the an identity, right, and the identity that they wanted to have last season, so go three hundred miles an hour. You you play fast. You have a crazy high pace. You play great defense, and you play the same way from start to finish. If you look at the numbers between Schroeder and Westbrook, they're like the same guy. They have, they're both top three in drives last season, him and Schroeder. They both get to the basket. That's great. They both have about the same efficiency in the pick and roll. They both can't really shoot the three, but also do shoot the shoot three. three right. So I, they're, they're going to play the exact same way from start to finish. And that also plays into having Nerlens on the team because now you have two rim-rolling centers that can defend the paint. I mean, they're going to be the same team. They just have a lesser version of it, and I think that's really what the Thunder wanted. Yeah, and I think I think the other thing we did uh, you know, tweet out there and a lot of people were talking about is if you move the ball faster, right, if your pace is higher, uh, I mean, that probably gives you more space, especially with this addition, to rest your guys. And so Russ, instead of playing, what, 36 minutes last year, or was it higher than that? Yeah, 36. But whatever it was, I mean, he can reduce that. Oh, and you can extend his career, basically. Right. By having a good backup point guard. For the next three years to have a replacement that is not that 
I mean, it's still a drop-off because everybody's really a drop-off from Russ, but to yeah. have somebody that can come in and keep the team, maybe even extend leads. To yeah. a Ray, I, I like uh, 45% of what Raymond Felton did last year I was okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were definitely times where he would come out and the offense would fall apart. It would stall out, which is what led to a lot of Ray's insane shots. And to have Schroeder who can really run an offense, can can get to the rim. He's just he's a, great I mean, his own he's shot. obviously better than Raymond yeah. Felton at this yes. point. Well, and Raymond Felton can still play, too. Raymond Felton can still be out there and have a set three-point shot. And if Dennis Schroeder needs a playoff or whatever, then Raymond Felton will run that, too. Yeah. And that's just... Yes, it just fills out that bench so much better to yeah. have Schroeder and Noel. Or if, or if one of the other wings isn't, you know, because that's what Billy would do is if Abrinas or Ferguson wasn't hitting or playing the way that he wanted them to play, like he would, he trusted Raymond. Yeah. Raymond. He would trust Felton <laughs> to go out there and play. Yeah. It, Everybody and it, loves Raymond. And it puts pressure on Ferguson and Abrinas and even Timote to be good. Puts fire like, in their buttholes. They got to be good, man. <laughs> it's it, they have they have to be good in order to play. There's not just minutes for them to just have. Like last yep. year, there was just there were minutes for Ferguson to just here you go. You can have them because we have nobody else on the team. We're not going to play Singler. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So and we can you can put him Felton at the two in a lot of situations next to Schroeder. It's not ideal. But you know that you're going to get the same thing from Felton every game. Yep. And you, I mean, I think we talked about this already a little bit. But if you look at it and you think on any given night, I don't know if Diallo will get minutes. Maybe. Like maybe he goes into training camp and goes. It's possible, but I would be so surprised. But to think about the fact that having four potential wings that could be something and be able to say, like, any given time, I'm going to trust whoever's going to do it. Yeah, Ferguson, you're not doing it. You're out. Abrinas is in. Neither one of you doing it. Diallo's in. Neither one of you doing it. Raymond's in. Neither one of yeah. you doing it. Timote. Timote. I think Timote will fly. Timote. Yeah. I think Timo will fly. All right. So I, I don't know. I'm excited about the trade. I think I was. <laughs> let me just share this. So I was. Somebody came up to where I work, and they were like, kind of wanted to see, like, hey, look, you know, he's the pastor from another church in Florida, and I was like, hey, you want to just take a walk around the building? Yeah, sure. And so we're walking, and of course, three minutes into me being with this guy, I look at my watch, and there's the Woj drop, and I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, The tour's over. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, buddy, sorry. Uh, It's time for you to go. Anyway. Melo got traded. We saved so much money. And nobody cares about it like, you know, you do. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway. All right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Brandon Lloyd33, who wants to know who is Timote? If I is said, this is this good? And now do we have a have the best bench lineup since Harden? sliced bread? If it's, I if I told you here, Andrew, mm-hmm. if I said Timote loose carrots was a wing a guard slash wing version of Jeremy Grant two years ago, would you agree with that? Like, yeah. just raw athlete, dunks, needs to work on his shot, needs yeah. to work on handles. Yeah, for the most part. I, I think that he's probably a better shooter than Jeremy was coming in, even though Jeremy, I think that he hit 37% of threes just on luck. I yeah. think that Luau will be able to shoot it at a better level than mm-hmm. that, than what, I mean, what, than what Grant did last year. 
So, but yeah, he, he's pretty much that guy. He played 15 minutes a game. He only played in 52 games last year for the Sixers. He's 6'6", six, six, he's 205, crazy athlete, and just has the potential to be a the, the comp for him coming out of the EuroLeague was Tavo Cephalosha. Mm. And so, obviously, the Thunder would have interest in a guy like that. And so he's a guy that if Robertson can't go to start the season, that if they're not ready to lean on Ferguson, if they're not ready, if they don't think that Abrinas can fill that spot, I would not be surprised to see TLC start at the two guard for the Thunder with Robertson out. I just wouldn't. He's got some NBA experience. He's played in the year in the league for two years. I think that I think that he'd be fine to fill that role. He'll be great not being able to shoot the basketball for the Thunder and play some defense. So he's and he'll give you good advice like don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh my gosh, yeah. Somebody said that they <laughs> were gonna call him uh Jason Waterfalls. <laughs> Why Jason? Jason, Jason. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> TLC or Jason Waterfalls. Jason Waterfalls. That's on Twitter. hilarious. About four thirty in the morning, I read that and I laughed to myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, you know what's not a laughing matter? Anthem beers. <laughs> Not we funny. Didn't, we didn't answer your question. Not so very sorry. funny. We take them real serious around very here. Very serious. Right now, today, these past few weeks, we've been talking about the Passion Fruit Rattler, which is their OK Pills mixed with Passion Fruit Soda, available at their tap room. Guys, it's dangerously hot out in Oklahoma today. For like real? a bazillion degrees, and this thing is going to cool you off. It will. The yeah. only thing that helps in this heat and your dehydration and sweating is alcohol <laughs> and beer. That's true. I yeah. muted you on the ad. That's true. <laughs> um, hey, here's what I know about Anthem. This Anthem's kind of like the Sam Presti out there, you know? You know what they do? Is They, they just take risks on things. And they put risk. passion fruit soda with pills. And you know what most of the time happens with Sam Presti's picks? They work out. They work out. You, know, work what happens, out. you know what happens all the time with Anthem? They work out. They work out. They, 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 I work, work out. out. I promise you I that this is delicious <laughs> because that's what Anthem does. And so if you haven't been to the tap room, go. What are you waiting for? You can also find this in a few local bars, but you want to go to the tap room and make sure you get the, the full Anthem experience. And you can find... You got to go to the tap room. You can get... If you're out and about at a random restaurant, ask them if they have Anthem Golden One because they probably do. They yeah. do. The Golden One is everywhere. It's and it's good with everything. It's everywhere. big time. It's you can also true. look for their taps. Like if you're at a place, you can actually see the where they pour the burrs. Just look for the little head. Yeah, the little anthem guy. Little anthem guy. Little anthem head man. They call him a imp. I think the anthem imp. Is that true? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Huh. So ask them if they have any imps. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. They won't know that. They won't. Don't know say that. that. Just yeah, say, don't ask them. Say that. bring me some of that sweet anthem. Check them out. Support the people that support us. Oh, they're great. Anthem is the best. We I, love them. I'm going to support them about five or six times later today <laughs> with some beers. Uh, a little See update on Raymond Felton. Here, oh. Here's the reason why he may play more next to Dennis. He shot 39% on his catch-and-shoot threes last season. So... I would not be surprised to see him. He was third best on the team. Alex Sabrinas was 40.8%, and Paul George was 41.1%. And next is Ray. Especially Can you guess who was fourth? 
Mellow. Paul George. I'll say Paul George is number one already. Pat Patterson. Yeah. Mm. Pat Patterson, 37% on <laughs> his catch-and-shoot threes. And you just want a little more stability in someone you can trust, especially if you're trying out five different wings to see who's going to win those minutes, you know? Yeah, for sure. And Ray I, Ray, I, I trust Ray Ray with my life, with my wife, with my baby. <laughs> Have you said that before? That really rolled off your tongue. That uh, brings us to it. our next two questions. <laughs> Twitter question. They want to know about lineups at Mr. Not 18 and at I Like to Engineer. Most interesting lineup, best five-man lineup, all-bench lineup, closing game lineup. What do these lineups look like? What do these lineups look <laughs> like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also I wanted to bring this up real quick, that... It's very unlikely that Josh Eustace or Corey Brewer ever play on the Thunder again. Just throwing that out there. Because that was something that we would talk I about. They're gone. So. Da, 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 da. Will you favorite. Uh, <laughs> Jay got muted. Oh, man. Oh, I muted that myself, one was, actually. That one was worth it. Um, that one was worth it. Hey, it worth Andrew, it. Always, Andrew muted himself. I did. Jay, actually. the more the more you get muted, the more you'll realize they're always worth it. <laughs> hey, all right. So I put together some lineups. You want to hear them? Yeah, lay them on me. I think starting Dang. point guard, yeah, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> that makes sense. Starting shooting guard, Dre. Yeah, I think the only question, obviously, the starting lineup is. Who starts small forward or power forward? <laughs> small forward. <laughs> Should we start the guy? Paul, Paul George come off the bench. <laughs> I I want Patrick Patterson to start. Yeah, I think so. I think How it makes the most sense. Me wanting and what really happens are two different things. Do you think he actually starts? People are not high on him. I think it's possible. People out there. I think either way it's going to, and, and I'll talk about this a little bit more, I think either way is the, the Thunder are expecting Grant to be a more efficient three-point shooter this year. They have to. Well, they would like that. Because Nerlens and Grant are re- somewhat redundant. Because I think Grant was at his yeah. best when he was playing the five. Yeah. In a lot of ways, he was. <clears throat> but he can slash. I mean, he's, he is different, obviously. He can slash a little bit. He he can drive. Yeah. Yeah. And so he does. But I think if, if Grant can be not even... I don't think he has to go up to like 38%. But I'm saying if he can get in even the low 30s. Yeah. Just to at least make somebody guard him at the perimeter. He's got ways to go. He is 28% on catch and shoot threes. Whoa. But he was, yeah. you know. Anyway, okay. So I have Patrick Patterson because you have to, you have to get shooting around, P- and with Dre and Russ mm-hmm. and Adams and being, a guy that moves the ball too. Yeah, yeah. Because he's much better as a ball mover than uh, Jeremy is. So, so I've got Pat- he's, he's Go got to get better at shooting too, though. Like we Patrick talk Patterson. about Patrick Patterson, yeah. like he's, and I know that he was. What did you just say? Fifth in spot up shooting, fourth, fourth, thirty seven percent. Which is, uh, I mean, that's pretty good, but he's still got to be better. He was so inconsistent last year. And I think for for teams to start playing as if he is a shooter that they have to watch, he's got to hit a little he more He didn't have a chance last year. He, didn't, didn't, he yeah. just didn't play. No, it's true. But he's still got to play, and he's got to make those shots, man. What's funny, He did make the shots last year, though. What's he was one of the better shooters on the team last year. What's I mean, if he, if he was able to duplicate what he did last year... As shooting percentages. That's exactly what you want. Yeah, right? he was 38.6% from the three yeah. last year. Was he average, really? Which is, actually, which is yeah. actually his highest number. Well, he was higher in 2013-14, but it's one of the top two percentages he shot. how come it didn't feel like it 
because he just didn't, he didn't get, play. He didn't get. He was never in rhythm as part of this team. Yeah, like hmm. rarely. So I think what happens if he starts, I I just think he'll be. I think there's a potential for him to be a really really uh, important piece to this team. Yeah. So I have that's your starting five. Mm-hmm. My bench unit, obviously, I have Schroeder re- re- pl- replacing Russ. Yeah. And I think they'll play together some. Um, yeah, they will. Yeah, I think they'll they play. They will absolutely play together. Some together. And then, obviously, it's your two guard. The first off the bench, I think, will change almost nightly. Like, that's what Billy did all season. But I, I would say. It just depends on how they want to stagger Russ and Paul, basically. I would basically say that the two and three are a combination of Abrinas, Ferguson, Justin, Waterfalls, Jason, uh, Jason, <laughs> and Ray Justin. Felt. Right? Like, yeah, that's your four guys. <laughs> yeah, and who plays what at what time? And you got to remember, like somebody asked this question, like it's positionless basketball anymore, right? And like, who's the three? It doesn't matter. Like you put wings out there that can shoot, and you're yeah. going to need shooting with Nerlens and Grant as your four and five. Yeah, that's that's, that's why Felton, Ferguson, uh, Abrinas, that's why those guys will play because the, all those guys can shoot it. So I think that you'll see combinations of those three playing and obviously Deontay Burton too. <laughs> no. And what about how much? I would. I mean, maybe. I'm a do 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 I think Burton can play. Oh, that boy's going to get some minutes. I think he can play. I just don't know where he fits in, like with this squad. Who cares? He's just gonna. You, he's just you gonna get in where you gonna, fit in. He's gonna force his way into this lineup. Yep. He just got to get rid of that face mask. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> hey, guys. I, I, I don't think know. It looks I, cool. I what does it save you from if it's four inches <laughs> off of your face? <laughs> right. What other lineups would we like to see? Mix and match. Because I mean, obviously, you have your your bench lineup, and they'll play some all bench lineups. Talk about that's classic. Talk about the Billy. closing lineup. I mean, I think that Schroeder will close sometimes. Not es- especially if Dre, if they start fouling. It, like I think Schroeder would be the one you would trust the most out there in a in a lot of lineups, especially if you're not playing the Rockets or you're not playing Golden State teams like that. I think that Schroeder makes sense because he's a guy that will probably spot up. And whether or not he'll be a good spot-up shooter, I don't know. But I think that he can attack or close out. He can find a guy. He's a good passer. And so I think that having him out there makes some sense. So it's Russell, Dennis, Paul George. And then depending on the team that you're playing, you could close even with a Patterson and uh, Adams. You can close with Jeremy Grant and Adams. You can close with even Robertson and Grant down there and play mm-hmm. small and switchy. And so there's a well, lot of combinations. You, do you think you'd ever see like a super offensive unit out there? So you have Russ Schroeder, Paul George, and you basically have one big. And so you're really – Paul George is kind of the four, but he's really – you could run out there with the Brinus or Ferguson. Yeah. I think it's possible. Grant. Oh, my gosh. It just gosh. depends on the team. That defense – it better be. They better pull away quick because <laughs> we'll be Russ Schroeder and Ferguson as your uh, yeah, first line of great. defense is. <laughs> not <great. laughs> that's not great. <laughs> you don't have to keep going with <laughs> <laughs> I Luke, I muted Luke for that too. You both got muted just because of that. <laughs> wow, that was that was just so unnecessary. What about five um, Burtons? Yeah, could we could we just clone Deontay? I like Deontay Burton a lot. I don't yeah. know if he'll play for this team, but I like him a lot. So I, 
I'm intrigued to see what it looks like with Russ playing next to him and having multiple guys that are going to be able to set up other players. And so I, I think that they will play together, not a ton, but I think that you'll see them closing games together. And then I think that they will try to sit uh, Russell more than they have in the past two years because two years ago, his backup was Samaj. You yep. had to play him a ton. Last year, they were so bad with him off the court. And it's been a problem ever since Durant left. Having any lineup without Russell in it has just not been good. Paul George in it, it doesn't matter. They have not been good. And I think I think one of the things you saw last year is they tried to get the ball into Paul George's hands more with that second. Like yeah. and when they were staggering the two of them, like Paul initiated the offense a lot. And truthfully, like I remember how many times he, he would just have infuriating turnovers. Oh, he had like he had two a game. Yeah. And so I think to be able to keep Paul to be the second guy where Schroeder's initiating. Yeah. Pick and roll with Noel, or you're looking at I'm just creating space with Paul George and allowing him the space to either be a spot up shooter, even with that second unit, or to, you know, drive off mm-hmm. of the, but not being the primary ball handle. It will be a big deal for Paul George as well. I think so too. So, yeah. And he can still create once he's given the ball. He can hit a spot up shot or he can drive. Hey guys, it's exciting. Let's move to our next Twitter question that comes from at Lamb G underscore T underscore. Who wants to know what does this trade mean for the quality of the team moving forward? Are we better offensively and defensively? Given Donovan's aspiration of a ball movement offense, does that does this help us get there? I think so. I mean, I think the listen, I can be critical of Mello. And also say I appreciate what he did here. Like, he came in, he yeah. tried to play the role, he was good in the locker room, He's good with the media up until the end of the season. Or he was good with the media all the way through, but well, good me? in the locker room. Uh, good luck, Mello, in Houston. I don't know mm-hmm. what they're going to look like, but whatever. So, one of the things for me is I think that this team, I, I think this team immediately improves. To yeah. replace Mello with two guys that potentially... With, I don't know anything about TLC as far as his ball movement, but I know Schroeder, like, the dude knows how to move the ball. Yeah. Um, to replace And also to replace Melo with a team need. And a guy that's willing to come off the bench. Hey, Peter, they said I got to come off the bench. <laughs> hey, Peter said come off the bench. <laughs> you and me, man. <laughs> so uh, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. I think this team is going to be better, period, with Melo gone. I just think that they were going to be better, even if they did, even if they would have just bought him out and stretched him. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think that this is seriously an addition by subtraction type of deal. Yep, you don't have to worry about him closing. I just don't. I don't think that there there was any way that this team wasn't going to be better. Yeah, period. And if they just got some value, guys, stop. Seriously, stop. Um, If if they. If they got some value, any kind of value back. Which is what makes this deal so incredible. Is like yeah. They could have improved just by buying him out and stretching it, but to be able mm-hmm. to add pieces that actually will play. Yeah, just to get into anybody. what you're trying to do. And I think they'll both play. I do year. too. I think yeah. so. Why not? Next question is from at Larry F. David. Hey, Andrew, I'm Frederico from Argentina. We talked last Monday on Reddit. 
My question is, can we move Russ to shooting guard for like seven to eight minutes a game and let Dennis run the show like at the beginning of the fourth? I think it would be a very good move for the team. What do you think about Russ playing off the ball? I think that Billy wants it to happen. I think that they're going to try it. And internally, the team is optimistic that it can happen this year. I I question it a lot. Even hearing it a couple of times, I'm like, I don't think, I mean, he's never done it. Like, he never sets off ball screens. He doesn't really move off the ball very well. But, I mean, this is the, if you're going to do it with any team, this team gives him the opportunity to yep. do it. And, and I think, is there less, like, not panic, but is there less, everything has felt so, like, urgent <laughs> over the last two years. Where yeah. It's like, Russ is, and that's part of his style. I get it. He just yeah. runs like his head is on fire. Um but is there part of it where, like, Russ can kind of try some things and say, hey, you know, like, this is our team. Mm-hmm. Like, truthfully, this is your team for the next three years. Yeah. Um, for a bulk of what you signed on for going forward, this is your team. And so, like, what do we do to be better? What do we do to – and part of it would be Russ being better off the ball. I think that's – it's it's a part of it. I, I'd be surprised if he did it a ton, but I think they're going to try it. And I think the team would be better off if he would just spend a little bit of time. I'm not talking – most of the game i'm talking just a few minutes where they try to put the ball even in paul george or dennis's hands i think that they're going to try so our next twitter question hey, comes from back, austin walsh who wants to know is Schroeder the best backup point guard the thunder have ever had taylor Rankum. uh I'm not going to rank these, but I think it's funny that we're already saying Schroeder's the best. He hasn't played a point. minute. <laughs> he hasn't even played yet. Best potential. So who are Reggie? Reggie was so good, man. He Eric Maynard. Good. Eric Maynard was good. Ray he was Ray really solid. Ray Ray was good. Last Derek year. Fisher. No, he's not on my list. Yeah, I mean he's not. Who am I missing? Am I missing anybody? Yeah, Telfair. Telfair. Ish Smith. Ish Smith. God, that season, man. Wow. Campaign's rookie year. He was pretty yeah. good his rookie season. I mean, if Schroeder plays half of what he can. It's I think Schroeder will be what Reggie was. The conversation will be after this season, if Schroeder buys in, will be Reggie and Dennis. Yeah. And that will be it. Right? Yes. Because the other guys are like fine backups. Ray's a fine backup point mm-hmm. guard. He's Boy, not great. He's fine. So, I don't know. I'm not... I think that that's the conversation. Yeah. And he could be, just depending on how the year ends up. And if he can play, I don't know that he'll finish out this contract with the Thunder, just because I think that another part of trading for him is that he has a really tradable contract. Having one of those mid-tier contracts, and you've heard people talk about it on Twitter all day yesterday about Marcus Smart. Not only do they get Marcus Smart back, but they have this mid-tier contract that they can use in a trade. And so I think the Thunder kind of view Schroeder in, in the same light, that I think mm-hmm. he'll help the team. But also, if something comes available, that you can use him to trade for something bigger. Yeah, And he he could gain a lot of value from here. He's, he's probably near the bottom of what his value is as a player to the rest of the league. That's why the Thunder got him for Mello and a first-round pick, a protected first-round pick, is because he his value is just nobody really wants him. And so if if he was a guy that was thought to be a top-tier starting point guard, you'd see teams like Phoenix and Orlando and teams like that stepping up to give a better first-round pick for him. But they 
nobody wants that. And so the, the Thunder have an opportunity like they did with Cantor and with Dion to build value. So it's going to, yeah. And to maybe get something out of this. I mean, maybe you get a nice first round pick here in a couple of years for him, or you can get a player that works with this team a little bit better. So uh, I think it's, it's interesting, but it remains to be seen if he's the best backup point guard on paper, maybe, but I don't know. Cause I mean, he did score 20 points a game last year and that's, there's not many guys that have done that in NBA history. Shannon Z. Ward tweeted at us, 53 guards have averaged 19.4 points or more in their 24-age season since 1980, and 28 of those have become all-stars. So huh, that's pretty good. over half have become huh. all-stars. I mean, he could, if the best version of Dennis Schroeder is that he is a potential six-man of the year candidate. Yes. If he embraces his he role. He plays a, like a Lou Williams kind of. Because who was who was a six-man last year? Lou, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Lou. Yeah. And Lou's... That's just like a default 36? pick. Yeah. So like who else? He's like he's the new Jamal Crawford, right? Yeah, he kind of is. Yeah. And so he's going to have Dennis will have a chance to be the sixth man of the year if he plays well and if the Thunder can win. This this is maybe not talked about a ton, but this Thunder team has the chance to be the second best team in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And so they could win 55, 60 games at best now that they have this identity and they're going to play through the season with it. I think that there's a chance that they could win that many games, and if they do, then you're going to have a chance to have a, a guy win an award. Yeah, I mean, having a full training camp with a healthy roster, with an identity already set, with who you are, like... It's nice to have the roster pretty much set way July, before, yeah. July 19th. So, I, yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be fun. Like, it made me... One of those things yesterday is I was watching some Schroeder stuff and watched a little bit about uh, Jason Waterfalls. Is... <laughs> People are going to get so confused <laughs> because like TLC, uh, Timo T. Um, I don't know why I have to say it in that like a yeah, weird, it was a weird voice. because uh, you don't respect. It was the another, French. but it was like one of those moves, kind of after Paul George <laughs> was signed last year, yeah, or traded for last year, where it's like, all right, the season can start now. Yeah, yeah, like I'm ready for it because it just kind of seems it's going to be a. This is going to be a blast to watch. Yeah, they're going to be a fun team. Yeah. Hey, so just to wrap up a few things, let me just kind of summarize all three of those questions, Luke. So we have three questions left, one from or about this trade, one's from at dhark1420, one's from Dave Abbott at dpuzzle23, and the other one's from at Corey Damas. So basically the two questions are, Andrew, I think if you want to talk about the trade exception, they got a $10 million trade exception in this and see if they didn't want to do anything. And do you think there's any other moves to be made like a lot of people are saying Alex Abrinas potentially getting another like a better starting power forward um is there anything coming after this I I I'd be a little bit surprised if they were just done for the offseason I think that they're going to make some kind of move and it could be a cost-saving move where you deal singular with Ferguson or deal singular with somebody else so I just I would not be shocked to see them make another trade uh, but it's entirely possible this is the team they move forward with into the season and then maybe make a, a deadline type of deal so i and any and the tra- trade exception is a great this is so this is a really nice tool they have because they don't have a lot of ways to improve their team like they're not going to have this, think of it as basically a way to bring in a player that makes 10.8 million dollars or less onto the team just like that you don't have to give anything back so 
Still counts towards salary cap, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is like, I mean, you'd have to be approved by the ownership and whatnot. But so I think that they, you know, at, in the offseason, if a team is like, hey, listen, we have a chance to sign Clay Thompson, but we have this $10 million player that's still good, but we just we need to get rid of him. The Thunder can say, hey, we'll take him. It's similar to what Wilson Chandler happened to Wilson Chandler this year. Like they could could have just absorbed Wilson Chandler onto the roster and just had him. And so it's just a way to add to the roster without having to give up anything. And they were able to get that trade exception just because they traded away more salary than they received. And so whenever you do that, that's how you generate trade exceptions. And the Thunder have the largest trade exception in the NBA right now. Which the only way you can do that is a, is the team that's taking on the extra salary has to have the room out of the cap, like just to clarify for some people. Yeah. So Atlanta had at least $11 million worth of cap space to where they could take Melo's contract and not have to worry about it equaling. And that's how the Thunder are saving. They're, they're saving around $80 million this next season with this trade. I mean, it's such a win for the Thunder on so many levels. You get two players, I feel like, that can play this next season. And you get $80 million in savings. Now, it's going to add to their tax for the next two seasons, theoretically. But the ownership is willing to pay, and they're saving so much money this year. Yeah, um, and the salary cap, potentially, like, there's some projected spikes. Yeah. Not spikes, but just increases in salary cap. And who knows what that looks like. Um, but it could be even more than what they've already projected. So. Mm-hmm. You know what my favorite thing about adding uh, Dennis Schroeder is? He was excited to come here. Yeah. He posted the Instagram with him on the with like the Thunder jersey on, saying, like, OMG, it's a good thing. I'm very excited about that because we saw this week what happens when trades, when guys are not excited about that. Right. Kawhi going to the Raptors looks like it's going to be a year of nightmares well it could be he's some already of that's already calmed down though is what yeah. most people were saying is that like they him and Masai sat down together like it ended up going really well like you don't know where these words are coming out of like right it has to yeah. be his uncle it's already his... it's already been leaked that he is open to the idea of yep. playing for the raptors and seeing what it's like and if they're gonna be so good they're, they're going to be, for, be, so, be good. so good and if, if they make it to the finals it's very possible like it wouldn't surprise me that team's going to be awesome. Yeah, that, that team could win so sixty good. games. They're going to be really good defensively. I think yeah. coaching is a question mark. I got it. We don't just don't, because nobody knows. I have no idea. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Demar Derozan at all? I know people. Were <laughs> yeah, I just want to say. I just want to say. Hey, can, we, can I? I want to give you the floor, like the complete floor for hey, the Demar oh, Derozan talk. Mute, I have an idea. Yeah. Can we mute the three of us except Taylor? No, no, no. no because I, <laughs> I have a conversation to yeah. have with you. But I just want to bring something up that needs to be brought up on this show. Is that today is Stephen Adams' birthday? Wow, he turns twenty-five today. Oh, Happy birthday! Wow. Happy birthday! Wow. It's a it's a big year. Twenty-five is a big year. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, huh? Okay. Yeah, Happy birthday, Steve. Big year, man. Great, great point. <laughs> you know what? Actually, Quart- uh, quarter of a century. Mute the three of us and let Luke just talk about how 25 is oh, a big man. year. He's you, got so many things to say. You don't even it. want me to it's get just him going. started. It's a big year. It's a big year. A lot of big year things. Events. <laughs> All right. Taylor. Taylor. Okay. Uh, I'll start with this. I saw on Twitter someone had a question. Um, will DeMar DeRozan be an all-star out of the West next year? And I started laughing out loud, and I was thinking, (laughs) so I was just thinking about the East. Okay, so I have a question to ask you guys. Okay. 
Is DeMar better than these players? Just say yes or no. Kyrie Irving. No. Uh, Joel Embiid. No. Giannis. No. Porzingis. No. Oladipo. No. Okay. That's what I think. That one's at least. Oladipo Oladipo is debatable. I looked at their numbers. Oladipo's a two-way player. He is. And Oladipo's PER was higher and his percentage Oladipo's a lot better than DeMar was last year. Hey, so just to let you all know, Jabari Parker told us all that nobody pays anybody to play defense. What a weird press yeah, conference. That I was just so weird. Literally, I was like, if you're how, the, you could not have done yourself any less favors. If you're the Bulls, you're just like, <laughs> what did we do? Yeah. <laughs> no, that is not. crazy. Gar's like, oh, we got all the points. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's That bad. is so weird. That's but anyway, weird. my point being, if DeMar DeRozan isn't even a top five player in the East... Uh, there's no way he's going to be an all-star in the West. And yeah. will he be good on the Spurs? Yes, because the Spurs will be the Spurs will be good. The Spurs will win 50 games probably they next could. year. Yeah. I think they probably will. Mm-hmm. But I just love I love that DeMar DeRozan's out of the East and is out of Toronto being good because now I think no one will talk about him in the way that they did. What's before. funny is that he's like I'm finally free of LeBron. And then he gets traded to the Western to Conference the West, where with it's like LeBron. He's, he's not going to be a special, like anything that special. And, the, and that's what the Spurs do. Like nobody's special on the Spurs. Yeah. Which is, uh, so I've, in the back of my mind, I've always thought one of the biggest things leading to the Kawhi issue in San Antonio is that Kawhi's camp probably haven't felt like he's been getting the proper credit yeah. for how good he is because Pop and R.C. Buford and the Spurs organization and all of that takes the credit for how these guys are. Right. Like, that's that's a reality. Mm-hmm. I think DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge, the most mid-rangey team in the mm-hmm. history of the NBA, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're going to win games. And I think DeRozan yeah. is going to be incredibly efficient. I think that if anybody can get him to figure out a way to play defense within himself, I think it's going to be the Spurs. Like, I think there's a, I think why people are asking that question about him becoming an all-star is not because of the level of talent in the West necessarily. It's because they're expecting a Spurs bump for who uh, DeRozan yeah, is. I, will he make it over Russell Westbrook? Yeah, because it's just front court, back court, right? No, yeah. I mean no, that, and that's the reality. James Harden, too many Chris great Paul, players. no, Steph Curry, he won't be close. Jimmy yeah. Butler, yeah, I, I just don't see Paul it. George. Was that back court or front court? He's a forward, but Paul George is better than Demar Derozan. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I just... Uh, there's Dame. A, a, yeah, Dame. Yeah, exactly. CJ. Yeah. Who knows? De'Aaron Fox? Who knows? Buddy Hield. <laughs> uh, a couple hilarious points. Luka uh, Doncic. DeRozan and Rudy Gay reunited. Yeah. In San Antonio. DeRozan, Ru- there are going to be lineups <laughs> with DeRozan, Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge. That's really gross. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And it's just funny, and it's almost... It's when you run a 2-3 zone. It's <laughs> almost fitting that the guy that is going to be the bookend on this Spurs run is DeMar DeRozan. What yeah. what kills the Spurs and makes them rebuild? It's going to be DeMar DeRozan. Oh, my gosh, I mean, that's, this is the end, right? Because Pop's going to be done Pop here in a few years. I can't believe Pop is ending like this. This is how he's going to go out. He's gonna They're going to be a, a good team. Yeah. And that will get beat in the first round. And they're just not going to be a great playoff team. Is Rudy Gay going to start? <laughs> I I guess Davis maybe it's Davis yeah I don't know it's a weird team and they're they're gonna win games but one thing that that Spurs team thrived on was just beating bad teams mm-hmm. there's two bad teams in the West now yeah mm-hmm. and so I just wonder will they be a 50 win team 
because there's just not as many teams. They don't have as many games to to win out there. I think there's I mean, I think that you can make an argument. Obviously, I think they're still going to be good, but you look at a team like the Nuggets. Are the Nuggets going to be better than the Spurs? Yep. Like, maybe. And that's, what, the sixth or seventh best team in the Western Conference? So I just wonder if they're going to actually put up the same kind of win totals that yeah. they have in the past, just yeah. because the West. I just don't know who's going to win. How many teams in the West win 50 games? That's the true. Warriors? That's a good point. Maybe. Houston, probably. And maybe you, Oklahoma City. Maybe San Antonio. I don't know. I really just don't know. And the West has teams like Portland, who was the three seed last year. But you yeah. don't really think about Even this year, when you think about playoff seeding, you consider Portland, but you don't think of them Utah. as like... There's Utah, so many maybe? good teams. How do you rank the West, even, at this point? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to. How do you even rank the Northwest Division? Hmm. Was that Oklahoma City, Minnesota, Utah, Portland, Portland, Portland Denver? I mean, all five of them potentially playoff teams. Yeah, it's a terrifying division. But you look at all of them: Houston, New Orleans, Spurs, Mavericks, Grizzlies. Like the Grizzlies are going to be better. Yeah, the Mavericks are going to be better. That's a good division again. And then you look at the Pacific, and that's the only one that you're like, eh. LeBron. But they LeBron's the two, there, and you have the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers are going to be solid. They have a lot. Look at the Clippers roster. They have yeah. a ton of good players on yeah. the team. And then you look at Sacramento and Phoenix as really the only teams that aren't good. The yeah. only teams. Yep. And that's it. Like everybody else, I mean, would you be surprised if the Grizzlies made the playoffs? A little bit. If they're fighting for the eighth seed, no. I wouldn't I wouldn't be no, surprised. That wouldn't surprise me. If, if the if the Mavericks were able to pull everything together. What if it's the what if it's LeBron and the Grizzlies fighting for the eighth seed? Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't know about this. <laughs> I mean, it'll be LeBron, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Clippers. Yeah, it'll be. There's going to be so Pelicans, many Timberwolves, P- P- Timberwolves, Blazers. This is this is going to be an. Awesome there are going to be five. Season. There are going to be five teams that will be good enough to play in the playoffs. Yeah. three years ago, you oh. know, if it were three years ago, that aren't going to make the playoffs. So if you think about it, wouldn't yeah. that mean like? Do you think there's a potential that the Thunder would be more engaged throughout the regular season than they have been? I think you have to oh, be. Man. I mean, I think no. Like, I, I think there's they're going to come out. They you need to win. You need to be 15 and five in your first 20 games. There's two locks for the playoffs. Yeah, and it's Houston and Golden State. Yeah, yeah. You don't really have time this year to like figure things. There's out. no lollygag. There's no. no <laughs> there's no lock into the playoffs with. I mean, the Jazz could win a ton of games. The Timberwolves could put it together. Yep. It doesn't seem like they will, no. but they could. Denver could be really, really good. They could be the best offensive team in the NBA. They're going to be awesome. I mean, it's the the West is going to be really tough, and you the Thunder can't afford to have another. What do they have? Twelve and twenty, or whatever start yeah, they no, had, yeah. or eight and twelve start they had last. Nobody year. can like a, an injury that's a, like a Rudy Gobert again. Like not just him, yeah. but like. You lose one of your best players for two months. Yeah. Like, it may kill your team. And I think yeah. the Jazz are awesome, but you also have to sit back and wonder, are the Jazz, did they just catch lightning in a bottle and are they going to be that same team? Like, I have no Could idea. Be. I, I don't, don't know. know. I, don't. I have no idea. This this whole, the Western Conference is going to be fascinating the whole from beginning sure. to end. And, and the, the Eastern East. Conference is just a trash pile. With Kawhi moving to the East, it helps a lot. because Philly, Boston, Toronto. Yeah, you look at those teams. You want to see what Milwaukee can do. Yeah, Milwaukee's interesting. Indiana is interesting. Yeah. That's it. The Wizards with Dwight. Can you believe that they signed Dwight Howard? 
That's great. Orlando, like, of course, is going to so be in the mix as always. Always, <laughs> always. always. Uh, Detroit. It's just funny. The Washington Wizards, like, man, our chemistry just really sucks. What can we do to fix this? <laughs> At Dwight, bring Howard. in Dwight. Because <laughs> I mean, a part a part of the the shooter like problems had to do with Dwight. Like there was like serious altercations with them, like not physical, verbal altercations between the two of them when Dwight was there. And everyone was so pumped when Dwight left. And everyone was so pumped when Dwight left Charlotte. And the Lakers. And the Lakers. And you have John Wall, who is obviously not the happiest guy in the whole world. I mean, how is he going to deal with that? They couldn't even get... He and Gortat couldn't even get along. Right. And how is he going to deal with Dwight Howard farting in his face every time he bends over to tie a shoe? I mean, I just don't know. (laughs) If Bradley Beal becomes friends with Dwight Howard, that team is gone. (laughs) That team is going to be blown poor, up. Poor Scott Brooks. Oh, my gosh. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, that's really... It's terrible. But, uh, you know, I think we're still heading for the inevitable Golden State Warriors championship, but I think that everything around it is going to be super interesting. And there's some teams... I mean, if if there's an injury, even in the West Finals, and the Warriors still make it, and the Raps make the playoffs, and Kawhi is back to top-tier Kawhi Leonard... I don't know. I'm not saying the Raptors can win the championship, but I'm also I don't know. There's a there, that's a that's a really good team and a team that's Man. equipped to defend. I think and now this, and now that they're out of the DeMar DeRozan terrible I'm terrible in the playoffs, we're the same old team. The thing that you've said over totally. and over again heading into the playoffs like why do we why would we trust the Raptors? It's the same team. And they were and they got swept by a not very good Cavaliers team. And now their identity is completely different. And, and now do they think like, oh, crap, why'd we fire Dwayne Casey? No. so No, dude, Dwayne Casey's I, a but, good coach. So, I kind of think that. So Zach Lowe had a Toronto beat, ri- beat writer yeah, on yeah, yeah. yesterday. I don't know if you listened to it, but mm-hmm. one of the things he said, he says, Dwayne Casey and Masai's relationship, like that sweep was the final nail yeah. in the coffin. Like they were over. Yeah. It was just bad. And so maybe, maybe because Aww. of his voice, but... One of the things, I mean, you also have to look at the fact that if we're talking Warriors. I think Boston is really going to be equipped. I think they're Boston equipped to play equipped. with them as well. I think the Sixers create problems yeah. because they're so defensively the gifted. Sixers. And then Joel B. Like now, Demarcus Cousins changed that game, but we don't know what Cousins is going to be. We don't know. Like yeah. it just makes it. This season is just going to be incredibly. Uh, this is this is what's crazy is as much as we've said the Warriors ruined the NBA, it will be one of the most enjoyable regular seasons that I can ever remember. Well, be think of there's so many big superstars and stars that are still in their prime, yeah. and all the young guys that are up and coming are now here. And if we can get Kevin Durant to move to the Knicks after next season, oh my the NBA is going to be incredible. Oh my god, so, I would love that. It would be the NBA the would Knicks. be so. I, a lot of people just don't think he's going to be on this Warriors team past this next year. Yeah, it's a pretty common thought. Yeah. And so, and Royce Young. Royce has said it forever. Said what? That he's leaving. But what else did he say? I don't want to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> hey, let's try to knock out some of these funny, silly questions. All right. Any other NBA stuff before we move on? I think the Thunder are the second best team in the Western Conference. I think DeMar DeRozan sucks and everyone's going to realize it. I think that. <laughs> I like that. I think that we're great. Our podcast is great. I like it. Okay. Okay, please read. Okay, our next <laughs> Twitter question comes from at Bangelope. Wants to know, would you rather have to give up pizza for life or hamburgers for life? Hamburgers gone. Hamburgers out of oh, here. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I like thought that. And then yesterday I went and had a burger. From where? It's a place called uh, Johnny's The Cow Cafe. <laughs> it's the City Bites guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's very good. So good. Oh, it's very good. Very good at it. 
I don't know. This is not as easy as I thought it was initially. I know. I would probably give up pizza. Really? Wow. You son of a... I'm giving up pizza, too. Wow. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. I've never felt more? so divided. You know you eat more eat, pizza than Yeah, but hamburgers. I enjoy burgers more, truthfully. I, yeah. Mm. I, more. I love them both. Interesting. Mm. It's like if I had to give up one of the members of the Okay, podcast. this means you can't eat uh, bagel bites? True. No, it does. Yes, yes, it does. Pizza. That's pizza. That's it's fine. Pizza, pizza on a bagel. bagel. I you can eat pizza anytime. I, can't eat I cannot tortina. tell you the last time I've had a Okay, bagel. how about yeah, this one? Totino's pizza roll. Not son. true. Go I've on. eaten them here. The it's only pizza. time I've eaten them it are in pizza. your house. It has pizza in the name. Totino's pizza bite. Gone. Rolls. Rolls. I don't. I don't Gone. eat those anyways. I do. Well, I'm just not saying. Anymore. You not can't a, eat. There's not a, all the time. There's a lot of pizza stuff that you don't realize. Like you're gonna miss it. Yeah. Pizza Think, flavored Pringles. Gone. Gone. <laughs> Out of your life. <laughs> Gone. I just right, think of how many parties you go to, and you're like, "Thank God, there's pizza here. I'm starving." And you just like eat crappy pieces Man, of I, pizza. But the deal is, is how much better would it be if you showed up to a party? You're like, oh my god, thank God, there's burgers. That here. never happens. <laughs> never happens. When does so, that happen? That's not oh, the point great. of the question. All right, move on. Move on. Maybe I just don't right. go to that many parties. <laughs> Next Twitter question. <laughs> you know, hold on. Well, oh, you, know, you deleted my, my the, the uh, best no, Twitter uh, question. No. I'm right, gonna ask it. It's back here. Where? Did you? Did you? Yes. Here's the thing: is youth ministries would collapse without pizza. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Cook burgers every time. It is a great cheap meal. Hot dogs. Yeah. Hot dogs. And bad pizza is still good. It's still good. It's all true. right, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It's hard to make a bad pizza. I'll yeah. eat all the pizzas. Next Twitter yeah. question comes from at Mammoth Miller, who wants to know, did you ever try to stop Coney in 2012? <laughs> if so, <laughs> how did you try and explain your efforts? <laughs> oh, for, okay. those, for those who don't know, uh, Stop Coney was a popular movement in 2012 to stop the African warlord, Joseph Coney. Invisible was, children. And it was yeah. unsuccessful. Still out there. I think he's still out. I don't think anyone knows if he's like alive or dead or anything about him. But it blew Blew up. up. Everyone wanted to stop Coney and everyone wanted to let everyone know how they were stopping Coney. Yeah. I bought something. I bought a t shirt. I did not. We hosted they had this like traveling Yes thing and we hosted one of their traveling showings of the video and right at our church. Did the stop Coney guy is he the one that ended up getting arrested? For like public indecency in like San Francisco, so he did a bunch of. He didn't sleep for like forty eight hours or seventy two hours or something like that. Yeah, brutal. And went crazy. And I guess like he was running in the streets naked. He wasn't emsturbating, which is what the rumor was. (laughs) That's good. But uh, he did get arrested and like went. This is Joseph Coney. No, Uh, not Joseph. One of the one of the the invisible children. Yes, the guy. The the white. The oh, good-looking blonde, blonde a, guy. And but. South Park made fun of him. It was very good. He, he just melt, Dude, he had a meltdown, man. The pressure of this whole thing. Yeah. Like, it just got him. Wow. It's it's pretty, a, it was a pretty sad story, actually. Moving on. Moving on. So, it, it, so who, Andrew, you tried to stop him. Yeah. I tried to stop him. Man. I was involved with Invisible Children when I was yep. younger, it's a for cool, sure. It was a cool thing. Yeah. It was. It was a good thing. Let's bring yeah. it back. He well, could good. still be stopped. He's still he's if he's still hey, going here's he needs the deal to be stopped. Even the US <laughs> government got into the fray. Yeah. yeah I mean it was a big deal. Him. It's a joke. We joke about it, but it was a it big deal. It was a big deal. deal. Yeah. It, 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 and it brought a lot of awareness. Not only it did. just all, all around Africa the problems that they're having in yeah. a lot of these countries. It was a good thing. Yeah, it was a very thing. It was a very, very positive thing. thing. We got to yeah. bring it back. We asked that question from Amy McReynolds, please. Yes. 
next Twitter question comes from at Ruthie26, who wants to know, why is Taylor the way he is? Also, is he that way in real life? <laughs> this is what you hear and see is what you get. It is, man. It's true. And uh, it's actually a little more tame. I think, it? like, in real life, well, I think... I feel like you've gotten worse over the years. It just yeah. Here, you're in just our, getting more freedom here. Just in our six years of doing this show, I mean, go back and listen to some like early 2000s. Well, actually, please don't go podcasts. back and listen to some of those. Taylor was a lot more timid back I then. I remember when uh, like it was like our freshman or sophomore year in college, I was coming mm-hmm. back for like a weekend to Oklahoma City, and Mitch Narney, who was like a junior, you were a freshman. He was a senior. Yeah, he was a senior. You were, were you a freshman? In high school, yeah. So he came back, and I came back for you, and he was like, hey, man, you got to meet this kid. He's a freshman. He's hilarious. you got to meet this love kid. <laughs> and I came and hung out with, like, you guys, and he, he would just be like, hey, Taylor, say something crazy. <laughs> say something <laughs> hilarious. And ever since then, I've been like, I like this guy. <laughs> hey, Taylor, so, yes. say something crazy. Why am I the way I am? Uh, he lived in Ireland for, like, a decade. Yeah, Darth Maul t-shirt. Darth Maul t-shirt. Yeah, that's probably it. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just am. Luke's weirder than me. Whatever. Get go to hell. Luke oh. is way weirder than me. <laughs> Over, think about overall. The answer is yes. Like think question. of Luke. Think of yes. what you hear from Luke, and then think he's an actual attorney who goes to courts of law. Hey man, I'm good. I'm hey, good no, and he's good at it. Taylor's getting That's married. Weirder. Taylor's getting married in September. Yeah. So true. You want to throw a gift his way? Yeah. yeah send me gifts uh, if you wanted to come to the wedding. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Ben underscore Burke 10, who wants to know what is the best appetizer of all time? It's mm, a great question. Chips mm. and queso? Ooh, that's gosh, it's hard to beat that one. Try to. Uh, so okay. here's, here's the only, my close second. The fried mushrooms at Hideaway. Oh, they're oh so my good. God, it's they're my really favorite. good. They're, they're really good. so yeah. good. They're incredible. They're so like good. Oh, oh, I love mushrooms. They batter them fresh there. It's time I know to I've, had them, I've had them life. before. Oh, stop it. I've okay, had, you fried, obviously haven't. Have <laughs> totally have. I want to go back to the queso thing. Okay. How do you guys feel about the Velveeta and like... Love it. Good. Rotel. Really? Rotel. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I don't like that, but I like every other kind of queso pretty much. Like at any restaurant, I like chips it's and a queso. Great, it's, it's a great good. appetizer. Fried pickles. Fred Pickles. Love some Fred Pickles. Fred Pickles. I do not like fried pickles. I don't either. I love, um, I love some Fred mushrooms. Okay. Hey, I'll tell you, to be honest, and this is not just pandering. Yeah. Like the press is uh, smothered. Are they smothered tots? tots? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh. Yeah, they're good. Oh, yeah. Hey, would oh, you, yeah. are you queso or guacamole guy? Queso. Queso. Both. I like guacamole. I, guac, had, I love guac. If yeah. you had to choose, if you were forced to choose one for the rest of your life, queso. Would you queso. Choose? No queso. question. Queso. queso. But okay. I love guac. You guac. Say guac? Just, just want to make sure. Would you say guac? No. Duh, no one would. I went to Uncle Julio's. Have you been to Uncle Julio's? No, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone loves it. Is it expensive? It's Everyone's good. Like, it's expensive. It's, it's real my expensive. Jam. They oh, do really? a table side guac. Oh, they, they muddle it up. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. That's so good. $65. It's crazy. Yeah, you have to take out a small loan to get out of there, but. Cantina Laredo does that too. The uh, they do. Is there one in the city still? No. Cantina Laredo. I don't think so. I think Tulsa has one. It turned into Texas Day Brazil. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, no. Cantina Laredo. It's good. good. Cantina Laredo. There's still one down at uh, DFW. Yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good. (laughs) For traveling, there's one in Branson, dude. 
did you go to the one yes, on, in I, Branson? That's where I've been. Most definitely. It's really good. <laughs> and that little walk place. Yeah, that's got the nice. little fountain yeah, and the river. Nice. It's great. It's pretty. Hey, you know what else is great? Oklahoma Shirt Company. Yeah, it is. They uh, And uh, mozzarella sticks. And mozzarella sticks. Oh, yeah. But Oklahoma Shirt Company, a lot of you are wearing <laughs> your pizza, Scared pizza Money rolls. Don't Make None <laughs> shirts. They are starting to arrive for those that have ordered them. They look great. And they are an Oklahoma Shirt Company creation. They uh, put us with we. They put us in made us nice shirts. Sorry, t-shirts. Sorry, with us. But they they always are a joy to work with. Um, they're the best. If you have an event, church camp, youth basketball team, best friends, you want to commemorate in a t-shirt, you can do anything like that through them. Uh, talk to them; they will take care of you. They are great. Um, guys, I have a final question for you, and it is this: Are you miffed, and are you peeved? Miff, 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 miffed and peeved. Guys, I'm grateful and blessed. I got a new phone. Yeah, I know, I know. That's I got, what I was trying to say. Oh, and I like to show everybody, like wow. everyone doesn't have one. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a new phone. No one cares that I've shown. What did yet. you get? Uh, the eight plus S plus plus baby. Yeah. eight plus. Hey, so I'm miffed and peeved. Yeah. Late on me. We have the same phone, by the way. Uh, which hey. is what I'm now hey. lifting people. Whoa! Let's make them. Let's make them. Let's make them. Oh, they just docked phones. Do you guys like the phone? I need to get a new phone. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's awesome. It's great. Hey, so We're I've been cycling. I've told you guys this. I've been cycling. Go to Cycle Bar. Yeah. Classic Curve. It's awesome. Are I love you it. Cycling? Cycle. Cycle. Cycling. Uh, spin class, basically. <laughs> he's, so, on his, he's on his cycle. Because I have back issues, whatever. So I've been going. Now, I wear, I have big feet. I wear a size. 14 and a half to 15 in most shoes. Whoa! Whoa! You're a giant, and man. They have one pair. Well, me? They have <laughs> one pair of 14 and a half sets of spin class. I show up on Wednesday and get in there and get ready. Some freaking giant. Oh, that oh, is freak. And took the 14 and a half. And I had, to, si I had to cycle in size 14, and my toes hurt. My toes hurt now because they were smashing those freaking size 14. Step up your game. You get your own. Wear, you have to wear their shoes. Yeah, you have to clip in. Clip in. I know. Oh. Go buy your own, you man. Buy your own. I need to. So giants. They're not too. that expensive. It's hard to get my size in those. True. Probably. Man, uh, I'm sorry. Her toes. My left toe. It messes Victor up your hurt whole gait. so much. It messes up your whole gait. Yeah. It closes all your <laughs> chakra gates. Like if you had your fifth chakra open. It closes that, Close and it. it opens the seventh, but sometimes you don't want the seventh gate open during cycling. Anybody else miffed or peeved? What are you talking about? Chakras. I, <laughs> I am not miffed. I, the Thunder made an incredible trade. Up top. Woo! I'm really excited <laughs> for this team. Yes, Alien Ant Farm made that song better than Michael. They really did. They really did. It's a great. It is good. It's a great one. Uh, Taylor, are you miffed? No. Oh, God, Andrew's having diarrhea. Oh, again. not again. No, I'm really not. Scared money don't make none. Scared money don't make none. Well, they said I got to come up with this.